Hey, welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm your host, John. My uh, bestie is off tonight, but uh, I'm here with a buddy of mine, Mikey Wittes. Mikey, how are you? Good. How are you, man? I am good. It's been a long day, dude. I know. Yeah. <laughs> been a really, really long day for me. I uh, I rolled out of bed this morning for work at like uh, six o'clock, which isn't unusually early, but I had to hit the ground running. You ever have yeah. one of those days where like you hit the ground and like you just literally don't stop? And I like this is kind of the first chance I've had to really sit down today. So it's uh, it's been a busy one. For sure. Well, for those uh, that are not familiar with you, Mikey is the self-professed and the actual fittest dwarf on earth, uh, fittest in the adaptive division, short stature adaptive division of the CrossFit Games. So uh, first of all, I'll start with congratulations on all your past accomplishments. You've had a uh, hell of a CrossFit career for the last couple of years. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it was unexpected when I started CrossFit because obviously there wasn't really much of adaptive vision, especially one for a dwarf. So it was just, it's a, uh, it's cool to see where it's all gone. Yeah. How many people are in your division now? Um, this past year in the open, I believe we had about 14 males signed up. We had, we had two females, which is, uh, uh, more than we had last year. We had, right. um, we had, I think we had zero last year. And so we had two this year. And then, uh, for the males the year prior, we, I think we had seven in the division, but only like six did all the workouts. Right. So, but this year is 14 and all 14 did all of them. And so it's a That's huge awesome. improvement. Do, uh, do they, they don't segment you guys by age at all, right? It's literally just if you yeah, fall into yeah. this division, this is where you are. Yeah. Uh, with the smaller uh, population of adaptives, it's just harder to, right. to get the, the volume to, to even have athletes for anyone. You know, it's funny. I think most of the CrossFit community, as much as, you know, we tend to follow the games, uh, unless you're part of the adaptive division, I, don't, I think a lot of people aren't familiar with, you know, some of the rule differences or even how you qualify for certain divisions. So what what is the standard to be considered short stature? Like, what's the range? Yeah. So based off of the rule book, from what I what I've taken, it's uh, it typically goes with a diagnosis of uh, having some sort of uh, dwarfism or skeletal dysplasia um, that is uh, proportional or non-proportional uh, limb length uh, to torso or um, uh, anyone under four foot eleven. Um, so just because you're under four foot eleven doesn't mean that you're a and you're eligible. You have to have you have to have a form of actual diagnosed dwarfism. Okay. Um, you know, it's funny. I uh, you know because I get a lot of jokes sent to me, and people send me a lot of really bad things. And the one joke people always like to make because there's so many CrossFitters that aren't tall is, oh, they should be in the short stature division. And I tell them all the same thing. I'm like, you don't want any part of that. Like, like Mikey can out squat all of you assholes. <laughs> you guys do not want to compete in a squat contest. For sure. What, what is your max back squat? It's crazy. My uh, lifetime is, uh, I, I believe it was 485. Is what I, um, I, I, I've only had one attempt at 500 and it failed miserably. <laughs> we'll, we'll be trying that again. It's not worth it to me. Dude, 485 is ridiculous. I don't, I don't care who you are. That's a ridiculous amount of weight to move. Yeah. I, I, have passed that goal in life. Don't want to do that much squatting anymore. It's not worth it. Um, it doesn't make me any fitter. So 
just, when you got into CrossFit, were you were you naturally strong, or did you have to build a lot of strength in the time you've been doing it? Um, I had a good foundation, um, a, a probably a really good foundation actually, because of my parents. Uh, when I was younger, um, I, I have incredible amounts of ADD, and I'm all over the place. And so my parents, as punishment, um, instead of spanking or timeouts or anything, was push-ups. And I always had to do push-ups. And so um, I ended up having to do lots of push-ups because of my ADD. Um, and punishments would start at like 100 push-ups um, for a punishment. Um, and it used to be a joke in the neighborhood to like be like, who, who thinks they could keep up with Mikey doing push-ups? Who can do more push-ups than him? And uh, it was... So a lot of that came from that. And then uh, I, I've always been an active kid. And so I, I got into um, Taekwondo um, and got my black belt when I was like 10 and then uh, football and then wrestling um, and just always, always been wanting to play the sports that most dwarfs probably wouldn't because it's contact and uh, there's big size differences in those sports sometimes. Bro, if my parents had made me do push-ups because of my ADD, I'd have the largest arms you've ever seen. I would my chest and arms would be obnoxious. At this yeah. point. There's uh, and I should do that for myself now, to be honest. Like every time I'm getting distracted, I should just go do some push-ups. I'd probably knock out Murph in like 15 minutes, you know, yeah. just be done. Yeah, I'm 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 glad push-ups come so easy to me now um, because of CrossFit and stuff like that, and uh, I, I get to to get a free pass in those workouts when a, a bunch of push-ups come in. I'm like, oh well, this is. <laughs> what age did your parents get you into sports? Um, I didn't like start super early. Like I wasn't. Um, I because of uh, dwarfism, I, I had to have some surgeries when I was younger, um, and so I was basically from the age of two to four in casts. Um, so I wasn't like doing like T-ball or, or soccer or anything like that. Um, and those weren't sports that really um, I was attracted to um, in any way, mostly because there was a lot of running involved and <laughs> it doesn't work with me. Right. Um, so I, I think I joined Taekwondo when I was like six. Um, and it was never really a question with my parents. Uh, like I, I think they, they did – they, they could write a handbook for how to raise a kid with dwarfism or with a, um, with a disability and just raise them like your other kids. Right. Um, because oftentimes I think parent, parents will get uh, um, caught up in it and they, they'll uh, protect them more than they should. And, um, and I'm a parent. I know how, I know how that right. is. It can be hard. But, you, have, uh, you have siblings? Yeah, I have an older I have an older sister and then uh, a younger sister and a younger brother. Um, so I'm the second, uh, but I always joke I'm the first because I'm the first son. That's <laughs> basically uh, the first. <laughs> that sounds like my family. My uh, my mom sends me a text the other day that my her and her, my dad were talking about something, and they were talking about how two of their kids have the affinity for using the f word, and uh, I have two sisters. I'm like, well, you know, mom, that's just the way girls are, you know. And of course they were talking about me, but, um, yeah, it's always good having two siblings, I think, but being the first or the only of something, you know, I was the only boy too. So, yeah. So, uh, it's the kind of the best. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I, it, it's, 
it was cool. I don't know. Like, uh, a lot, like my, my wife, she, she grew up in her family and it was, uh, um, all three of her sisters or her two sisters and her were all adopted and they were all little people, but her parents were average. And like, part of me is like, what would I have wanted that? What I wanted to be with all like dwarfs and be like around everyone or be around, uh, siblings who were all five foot eight, five foot 10. Right. And, uh, I think I had it the way it was supposed to be. And, um, I, I enjoy it. Um, so is that the, is that the term for people that aren't little people is average the term uh, yeah, average height because um, at least in the the the, the little people community, um, the the t- people try to look away from saying the words like normal or regular right. or anything like that, just because uh, it always goes back to well, what is normal, what is regular. Um, I know the CrossFitter. I felt kind of offended. I'm like, oh, I'm average. Yeah, oh. just average. It's just average. It's, yeah. It feels it feels like a slight. I kind of like it. It's like yeah. a comeback. Oh, well, you're average. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's people like my brother-in-law who's six, seven, and he's just, they're giants. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is giant. That's by anyone's standard six, seven. I was, I was uh, at work today and we had this group come in high school students and they were touring the bank. And I'm like, can you do every kid in this group? These are juniors and seniors, but everyone was tall. We're taller than me and I'm six feet tall. I'm like, when did teenagers become six, one, six, two, six, three, yeah, it was one of them. Uh, one of these kids uh, was a football player. They told me he just got a full ride to West Virginia, and he looked like it, like he's a lineman. You know, yeah. you know how big those guys are. Like the kid was six three, probably two eighty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like an eclipse had walked in the room. Like all the light went out, and just you know, blind. It was amazing. Such a huge athletic kid. It's really impressive. Really impressive. Where did you grow up? Where Where was this? Uh, born, raised, and currently living in South Bend, Indiana. Um, so, uh, uh, always lived pretty close to Notre Dame, and so I've always seen those big, giant football players. Right. <laughs> they, they were. Uh, you always saw them uh, around town. Um, went, went to school with a few. A uh, few that went ended up going to Notre Dame, and uh, just giants. And um, yeah, it's. The kids are growing bigger, and they, they, I coached wrestling uh, for se- seven years after high school, and uh, it was middle school. And I was there's kids who were like six ten or six seven. Um, I was like a an eighth grader. I'm like that is just outrageous. You guys are so tall. I know. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a foot of that, please. South there, isn't it? Hmm. I said I know that uh, South Bend is a college town, but it's still kind of farm country out where you are in it yeah it's it's pretty pretty farmy um you gotta uh you can't go too far without uh seeing one uh corn and soybeans everywhere i know when we uh we made the um, last time i made the drive to madison for the crossfit games i felt like it was just like an endless sea of cornfields oh yeah and uh all i could think about was the movie hoosiers that was it just like you know yeah, it, it feels it feels like the South, even though it isn't the South. Yeah, it's it's always funny. Like when you when you'll you'll just go a little bit farther south than South Bend, and then you'll start hitting like the the, the Kentucky accents, and, so, and you're like, wait, I'm still in Indiana. That's I forget that we're that close that people have Southern accents yep. here. Yeah, we get that here. Only here it's West Virginia accents. Yeah, which is a little different, and you get close to Pittsburgh, they say yens. I don't even know what the hell that means. Is it you know? I think that's like yuans or 
y'all, you know, but it's yens. It's just weird to me. And so you get this kind of weird, like, southern hillbilly kiss your sister kind of accent that comes up in the part. Yeah, it's like weird. Like, you know, and I, I grew up in Mississippi, so I'm not like, I'm not slamming these guys. Like, I've been yeah. around the most, you know, southern of all accents, but it's just, it is odd to be in the, the Midwest and then all of a sudden, you know, you've come across yeah. these southern accents, you know, very bizarre. Yeah, it is. So what was it like growing up in a, you know, sounds like kind of a big, big sports community. I mean, like most of these little small towns are like kind of sports communities and you're getting into this, but you've, you know, got this adaption or this, you know, but I don't, I don't know what's the right term is impairment or I don't even think impairment is the right term. There's uh, different size than. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, what was growing up? It was, it, it wasn't like, I, I, I was saying it to my wife. I, I don't know if I ever realized like at what point that I was like, Oh, I'm different. Like, Oh, I'm shorter or anything like that. It was just like, I don't know. I, I grew up with, with, I, I had a younger brother, but, or I have a younger brother, but he wasn't ever like close enough in age where like we were competitive in sports or anything, but I had cousins who were all right there. And, um, they kind of were the motivators I'd say I saw them doing things and then that made me want to do those things. And it never, I, I don't, there's probably a part of my brain that's missing that like told me maybe not a good idea to be an offensive lineman or a defensive right. lineman in football at that age uh, or in like middle school. And so um, I, I'd say just like cousins and friends, like just, they, they definitely pushed me to, uh, to do sports and it, it got me to be active. And I, I think my parents did a good job of throwing me in there and just being like, like not never saying no until it was me trying to play football in high school. And we, we, our high school was 3000 students and like my graduating class was 900. So we had a huge talent pool of football players and they always, I, I tried to, I wanted to talk them into letting me play one more year. And they're like, no man, you're, you're four foot even, you're going to get pummeled. Um, middle school, these kids haven't hit puberty yet. Now they're hitting puberty and they're all six foot giants. You are not playing football. You're going I'm sitting there thinking you'd have a low center of gravity, give you the football and let you run it. Like, yeah. Am I, am I just being insane to think that maybe there's just the weight difference alone no. would be enough? I don't know. No, it, um, like I, I always wanted to be the fullback. I wanted to be the, the guy that they, that lined up right in front of the halfback and they handed it to real quick. Right. Um, uh, because I knew that I could get in there at least like I could fit in the spa- spaces that needed. Right. Um, but the safety factor alone was just not, I don't think any of my coaches would have felt good about having me do it and knowing the spinal complications that come with dwarfism and um, just the pure size. Like uh, I'm running into people that are five foot plus already right. in middle school. Um, probably not a good idea, but I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I, if, if I was missing that part of your brain that tells you maybe this is probably not the best thing to do right now or, or with your uh, impairment, but um yeah, I, I think my, my parents did a good job until – or they did a good job and stopped me at the right time for high school because 
God knows what would have happened then. Was it the were the coaches that stopped you or your parents? Just my parents. My parents. The the coaches were. If my parents were going to let me, they would have let me. Um, just because they knew my body of work before that. That like I was a hard worker. I wasn't going to. Um, I was able to protect myself in in a way like knowing what I should and shouldn't do on the field. Um, and but. And they, they wouldn't have, I wouldn't have ever been varsity in high school. I would have just been a backup. And right. so it had been practice only really. Um, but my parents, yeah, they're just like the size is not, it's not safe anymore. Like at all. Yeah. I love the fearlessness though. Is, has that, did that carry over to CrossFit? You think, I think you have to have kind of a sense of fearlessness to walk into a CrossFit gym as it is. Like, you know, I know I, I felt like I had to on day one. Do you, did it carry over for you or is just, yeah wired that way there there is definitely some intimidation to it just like everyone you go in and especially um i I have a similar experience like you you went in you saw scott and all them at your gym i went in and i saw nick your anchor um at mine uh, felt like a greek god so you're going in there like well i could be like that but i doubt it like i'm not gonna be that ever um but it so it was, there was intimidation, but yeah, I think once, I think the first workout I did for my elements or foundations class was fight gone bad is what he had me do. Um, obviously in a way scaled down version to it. Um, and with my wrestling background, that was like the perfect workout. I, I think he like, he knew it was like giving, um, the first one's free to somebody like the first cigarette free. Right. Be like, Hey, (laughs) try this one. It's going to be, you're going to have this feeling that feels really familiar to what you used to do. Um, and it was, yeah, it was carbon copy of how it used to feel to get done with the wrestling match. What's been, um, you know, I mean, I'm going to make some assumptions here, so just correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, you know, I, I would imagine you've had to, um, adapt i mean we'll just use the term adapt a lot of the workouts for different reasons like what what's been was the hardest thing early on for you as you're getting into the normal classes and figuring it out were you was it things you had to figure out on your own or did you were you getting like kind of clear instructions around what you needed to do maybe differently than you know whoever yeah i i think early on it was kind of a it was a definite learning process for me um for knowing what I can and can't do, um, as far as how I can keep up with others. Um, part of that part of the brain that's missing was also the go firing saying, just go do it, do it, everything like them. Um, like you've always done it that way, do it just like them. Um, so like it'd be like a workout with a 135 pound barbell. I would have a 135 pound barbell just like, right. Wasn't, wasn't thinking. Um, but now I realize like, Oh, it's about the stimulus. It's about the workout. It's about getting the endurance aspect. So how am I, I know how it's supposed to feel for them. What do I need to do? Um, and, uh, Stoudy and all the guys at Wheelwad um, have been great at helping me, um, and everyone else in our division, like really kind of figure out the weights. So now it's kind of, uh, been easier to like, when I look at the, when I come into the gym and I look at the board, I know immediately, um, the weights that I'm going to be doing. Um, the, the hardest aspect that I didn't really take in 
to consideration was uh, everything grip-wise. So everything with the barbell, um, clean snatches, pull-ups, uh, toes to bars, anything with grip. I I never really realized how bad our grip is for dwarfism just because our hands are smaller. Um, so it's harder to, to grip the full-size male bar or the, the, the regular pull-up bar. Um, and so I really had to focus on like just grip strength, um, doing a lot of strict pull-ups and a lot of rowing. And um, uh, I, f- I feel like some people don't realize that's like how much work had to go into doing it when they like see me do do pull-ups or something. They, they think, oh, well, he's just a, he's bigger than other dwarfs and that's why he can hold on the bar. It's like, no, I had to put in a lot of fucking time right. <laughs> and, and, and work like, uh, uh, Nick could, could attest to it, and all the all the coaches at uh, 061 could attest to it. Like, I had I would literally just stay after and just do pull ups and pull ups. And uh, is, is this a hand size issue or a hand strength issue? Yeah, it's a hand size. Like, so my hand obviously it uh, with my type of dwarfism, it's uh, the full long ass name for it is achondroplasia, um, and it's basically means the cartilage. Um, in the bone, uh, it's kind of like if you're going to water a garden. This is the ter- how my wife describes it. If you water a garden and you keep the hose on, the plant's not going to grow anymore because you're just keep continuously watering it. Right. The, the cartilage, the, whatever gene is in there, isn't shutting off the growth aspect of it, so it, nothing's growing um, because it's firing always. Um, and so my limbs are shorter, and so my hands will be shorter, um, but my torso is like the same length as uh, an average height person's. So like if, if you and I were sitting next to each other, you wouldn't notice that I was shorter until I stood up. Um, and I ended up being the same height at the table as I was when I was, when I'm standing. Um, whereas everyone else would be higher. Obviously. Um, so it, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just the, the hands are going to be smaller because of just the limbs and the, the, the appendages will be, shorter as well so do you do you adapt by using a 35 pound barbell or is this just still in I, more of a strength thing or both i i use a men's bar i've i've tested it um both ways i've 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 tried a trainer bar i've tried a uh, a female bar um and i don't see a difference it's not like it's not the actual like just gripping around it it's just that the, the strength is not there um and I, I think I remember reading once it's something to do with the, the bowing in our forearms a little bit is causes uh, like just the the way we grip to be a little harder too. Um, Interesting. It's yeah. I uh, I switched to for snatching. I bought an extra barbell for the basement gym, and I bought um, the fifteen kilo or you know the the lighter one, mm-hmm. you know twenty five pounds, and. Uh, I started using it for snatching. I'm like, where's this thing been my whole life? Cause I have big hands and I can like get my, I can really get a real tight hook grip. And all of a sudden the snatching became easier. I'm like, I don't think I'm going to get allowed to do this probably in the open or, or in a gym, but man, that's great. It's great in the basement for sure. Yeah. I, I, every once in a while, like my, my parents, uh, they do CrossFit as well, and they they have a garage gym. And every whenever I'm up there, I'll I'll do a workout there. And my mom has a bar, and I'll 
users every once in a while. Yeah, every, once in a while I feel it a little bit. Like if it's just a light enough uh, of, a, of a bar, I can tell the difference. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, for heavy, like if I was here to max lift, I don't notice a difference. Where would your advantages be for typical CrossFit movements? I would imagine deadlifts, squats. Um... Yeah, uh, deadlifts are a tricky one um, because of the way, one, it's the grip again, but it's also the um, starting position of us, like with the bar. It's, we're kind of, most people are like, they're, they're, they're kind of longer, tighter position. We're, at least for me, I'm basically in a squat. And so I'm at the bottom of a squat and it's not a powerful position to, to get down there, to get the bar um, because of the, the, the anatomy of my legs and how it is. Um, but uh, advantages, definitely squats, thrusters, burpees. Um, uh, gymnastics work. Um, if, if you have developed this, if you're a short stature athlete and you develop the, the strength or the grip aspects of it, uh, gymnastics can be pretty easy. Like uh, I can fly through pull-ups, um, but that came with lots of time and effort. I just, I've been really intrigued watching your journey the last couple of years, like of seeing the things that you do really well and seeing the things that you uh, are working on, you know, like I've watched you do pull-ups of why, and the one that's always most interesting to me is watching you snatch because you're really good at it, but you have a, a closer, yeah. you know, when I snap, you know, my, I, my hands are wider and the barbell's way overhead when it comes over. And for you, it's like just clearing. And every time you do it, I'm like catching my breath going, please God, don't knock yourself out <laughs> in this video, you know, but you kill it every time. Like was, how long did it take you to start getting proficient at some of these Olympic lifts? Those took me probably the longest. Um, and once again, very fortunate to have the gym that I do with Nick being um, the owner slash head coach of it. Um, when I started there, uh, I just, I would always go during the day and um, I was still in college. And so I was working uh, a part-time job. So I had the, the day to train there um, and I was training with him. And so I work a lot on the Olympic lifts um, and snatches Snatches are still a work in progress for me um, just because, yeah, the closer grip, um, basically doing a clean grip for a snatch. And uh, I don't know how my shoulders haven't ripped out yet, but uh, I have caught myself in the head a few times. Uh, well, so I, have I. So, yeah. I, you know, I'm, you can't use any excuse for that. I do it all yeah. the time. So, yeah, I, I joke that's why I went bald. But if, if you <laughs> ever saw my dad, you'd know Maybe that's why I went bald. That could be it. <laughs> I remember one time we were, uh, it, was, I, it was early in my CrossFit career, and my coach at the time, this guy named Travis Page, he ended up going to the games. He finished second uh, in his division. He was a master's athlete in the 40-age division, but he was a beast, like total beast, kind of like Nick, like mm-hmm. built like a Greek god, you know. And we were snatching, and I was learning to snatch. And I put one right in the middle of my forehead, literally like you could hear the bar, you know, darn. and he just looks at me. And just shakes his head and walks away. Didn't say a word. Just gives me that disapproving shake. It was it was worse than if he had said something to me. I'm like, dude, at least yell at me. Like, don't just give me the disapproving glare. Like, it's like when your parents say, "I'm not mad. I'm just yeah, disappointed. I'm, I'm disappointed. Not yeah. mad. I'm disappointed. Oh, that's way worse. Just be mad. Yeah, you have semis coming up, right? Soon. Yeah, yeah semifinals. Uh, 
June 2nd, I believe the, uh, is the start of it. Um, or is at least when the workouts are um, being posted, um, officially signed up and uh, excited for it. Uh, nice. Well, and the different difference for the adaptive division semifinals, or at least in your group, your division, this crowns fittest on earth, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's this is the the big show for us. It's gonna it'll be exciting. Um, it's it's different um, than we usually do with the adaptive like qualifiers that we do for like wheel water or for the open. Um, and it's having to do the five workouts in the four days. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how like how we can do, um, obviously we get a taste of it. Like when we go to like the wheel wide games, right. um, but this is a virtual, virtual one will be interesting. Be You've been, um, I think it'd be fair to say, uh, outspoken. And I mean that in the best possible way around, um, you know, some of the adaptive stuff. And I love that. It's one thing I love about you is that you're not afraid to speak your mind and, and represent yourself. How have you, how did you feel about the open itself and, uh, you know, the first stage and second stage getting to some, as you like the workouts, you, anything yeah. you would change? Like, how'd you feel about I, it? I thought the workouts for us were great. Um, I, um, I didn't have any issues with any of the programming or anything like that. Um, the, I know there were some issues with some of the divisions um, for like box step ups and stuff like that for people who um, I think in the neuro divisions, um, uh, um, maybe a few other things I I can't remember off the head, but um, overall for me, I had a great experience. Um, it was, uh, I think the workouts were done really well um, and done well compared to the year prior to like, so I think they're, they're learning and growing with us. Um, it's, I, I, yeah, I have been very outspoken, um, in, in previous, uh, like at the start of it all, when, when everything was going on, um, now I've, I've sat down and I've talked to Alec and I've talked to Kevin and, um, they, they've, they've kind of talked to me more and I, I understand more of what's going on, um, uh, and under, and I trust them and I, and I know they're they're looking out for us and um, trying to do the best they can, but also working for a company that's trying to make yeah. some money or not um, have a have a shit show for a competition uh, where it's just like a showcase where they have a, a have us off to the side doing workouts, um, and they want it to actually be feel like a good event for us. Yeah, and just have us there to have us there. Yeah, I was I wasn't looking to you know gen up any complaints. I I yeah. think I you know I've been very impressed with what they've been doing and trying to do. I yeah. I think we got far too much complaining in CrossFit right now as it is. Yeah. Um, but I also really appreciate people that advocate for themselves. And I think in particularly in a division that's underrepresented, uh, which I think that all the adaptive divisions are, and that again that's no fault of CrossFit. It's just you know, you need to get more people into the sport in order yeah. for it to be represented. And so I think you have to advocate for yourself. And I've really appreciated the fact that you've been willing to put it out on the line, particularly considering you've, you know, you've got high visibility since you, you won the thing, right? Like, so I think it's important to to do that. So I've appreciated that you did that from the very beginning. And I think it got their attention for whatever that's worth. Yeah. I, I'm, I've never really uh, been one to just bite my tongue. My wife would say that's probably one of my biggest downfalls. <laughs> but I'm always, I'm, I'm, I'm never one to just sit back and like, if something happens, like just like let it happen. Uh, I usually have a comment for it and um, it's not always the, the best comment for it, but it's, 
it at least makes me chuckle sometimes. No, I don't, you know, I think it's okay to do that though. I mean, I do, I mean, you know, we know each other yeah. pretty well. I do the same thing. I think sometimes you just have to get it out, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, yeah. nothing else only for your own, you know, peace, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and give you a chance to step back and look. And, you know, we've had that debate often online where, you know, you'll blow something up and I'll ask you a question just so I want an understanding of what's really going on. And then by the time, we're done talking it through. We're both like, okay, well, that makes sense, you know. Yeah. But sometimes it just takes doing that, and but I think it's yeah. I think it's good that you do it. You know, personally, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if the, you know, people in charge of the adapter division feel that way. I'll let Alec and and. Uh, no, we're on good terms. We're we're good. Good. Hey, we have a question coming in in the chat. I wasn't expecting any chat questions. Somebody wants to know how you adapt, Murph. That's a good question. You got that? That's coming up for you too. Yeah. <laughs> Do, do you adapt it or you just – I, I personally do not. Um, the movements are good for me. If anything, I would adapt the run, but that right. would be cherry-picking for me. <laughs> uh, I, I can run a mile. I should be – I should run right. a mile. Um, I do it with a vest, um, and uh, I, I also do it on partition just because, once again, that part of my brain that's missing, that just tells me maybe this isn't the smartest thing to do. But right. uh, uh, I – my family's always been very, uh, like, uh, I have a lot of people in, in the military in my family. Um, and so, uh, I lost an uncle in, uh, uh, the eighties before I was born, um, as serving in Beirut, Lebanon. And so hero workouts, especially Murph on Memorial day, it just hit, hits me. And so I, I have to go all out. Um, uh, my family, we all get together and we do it at, at my parents, um, and my aunt, whose husband was one we, we lost, uh, is there and she, she participates. And so it's just, uh, it's one of those things where I, I can't, I can't, can't scale it just cause I want to, uh, right. um, and, uh, we somehow always choose like one of the hottest days of the year. And somehow I end up being in all black and, um, I don't think I've gotten through it without, uh, yak in the last three years. So oh. I'm, I'm hoping I can get through it this year. It's just that heat. I, I do not do. I know. Knock on wood. I have been puke free for my entire CrossFit career. Uh, it's going to be a hot one here this year too, or at least I think it is because it's warm now. Like it's, uh, you know, starting to get in the seventies and eighties. And I remember my second year, second or third year doing Murph. I want to say it was my third. Yeah. It, there was no way it was a degree under 95 degrees. It was so hot. And I remember walking over, there was a mop sink in the middle of the gym. And I remember walking over and turning this thing on and just sticking my head under it. And, you, you know, to know me, like, that's highly unusual for me. Like, I can usually handle heat pretty well, you know, being raised in the deep south. I mean, I was raised yeah. in Mississippi, you know. It was so brutal. I thought I was going to die. It was yeah. the worst workout of my life. Heat is the one thing I can't handle. It's If I'm hot, it's going to be a bad time. It's just going to be as soon as i feel it well it's probably a good time to give a disclaimer to anyone that listens to this if you end up in the extra heat and murph do not do it for time just do it for completion drink a lot of water pour water over your head take a cold towel put it in your neck like just go for completion don't go to knock this thing out and you know 40 minutes or less with a vest on you'll kill yourself and then you'll end up puking like you're talking about it's just not worth it you know absolutely not worth it well, good luck in the uh, in semis. There's some prizes on the line for you. 
including, yeah, including one I've been raising. So I'd like to write you a check. I think that'd be fun. That would be fun uh, for for both of us, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking today, I, you know, no offense to any of the European competitors or people around the world, but I'm like, I need a lot of these adaptive athletes that I'm going to write checks to to be in the U.S. because it's way easier for me to get the money to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, we're back. I don't know what happened. Yeah. My whole computer shut down. Like, I, uh, I don't, I have no idea what happened. That was weird. Anyway, we're back. All right. It's going to make my editing a big nightmare. But <laughs> it's, all, it's all good. Just for fun of it, I'm going to switch us back to where we were. Um, I just like this whole setup is new for me. And this is like a really fancy iMac that all this is running on. And it literally just like, rebooted no idea why anyway all right well here we are um so where were we i've said oh good yeah i was telling you good luck and uh yeah the semis, the semis were right you check and i'm trying to make sure everyone in the u.s wins yeah well we'll just make them weird uh percentage or weird weight weights that the, the europeans <laughs> and everyone who's using uh, kg won't be able to do easily <laughs> yeah well look i who knows? You know, who knows? I actually don't care who wins. I mean, yeah. I'd love to see you win, but I, you know, I think it's uh, hopefully, you know, this year's competition will, um, you know, put more visibility on yeah. the, uh, on the divisions. And, um, you know, I just, I want to see them continue to grow because I think they're really fun. I think it's, you know, it's great for our community to build out these divisions. Um, you know, I, I you know I don't I don't mean to make assumptions for Nick's gym, but I gotta believe there's not a huge dwarf community working out there and or anywhere for that matter. And the more people we can get in the gyms, just the richer yeah. our community becomes. And yeah, uh, so hopefully the games can highlight that. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping it. Um, just because I know the the outlets other dwarfs will take is just like the they'll go for they'll go for doing the things that are going to get them fame, whether it's being a TikToker or whatever, uh, doing the, uh, the bar stool boxing right. uh, that uh, is just a clown show. Um, it, it, it just cracks me up, up whenever I see it because I know that it's not legitimate. Like these guys, right. are, they're doing one, I think this weekend and like the two guys are like 30 pound difference. And like, that's not, that's not a fight. Like that's a, right. a beating and, um yeah it it just also being with my background of my wrestling background and taekwondo i'm just like i'm like i know that these guys aren't that tough they're just right falling like i'm like if they really wanted to go after somebody who was actually worth a damn they'd ask me and right. but I, I wouldn't do it ever um not, well, I just think when you look at, you know, all the adapted divisions, the ones that aren't going to Madison, particularly, you know, the neuro division, the uh, vision, short stature. Um, mm-hmm. What are the other two? <laughs> um, the seated. Yes. Um, you know, the ones that aren't going to Madison, I, you know, I think, you know, what is what could be better for any of these groups and to get them involved in something that will improve health and wellness. And that goes for anyone, not just adaptive yeah. athletes, but, you know, you think about our communities and what they're like and, you know, every gym I've been, in has been very, very similar 
you know, kind of in age ranges and, you know, you usually have a bunch of kids between the ages of 25 and 35. And then now you're starting to get more as- master's athletes because they can yeah. afford CrossFit. They've, you know, yeah. have disposable income. So I think you end up with a lot of people that kind of fall between that age range of 35 to, you know, maybe mid fifties, yeah. but you don't get a lot of people on the top end and you don't get a lot of, uh, you know, vision impaired or neuro or, yeah. you know, and I, I would just like to see more of that. Cause I think, you know, the general health and wellness is obviously great for everyone, but I think it's great for the community to learn from each other because it will help people not be fearful to have conversations like this, to actually ask questions without fear of insulting you. you yeah, know? exactly. Um, it, I think it's one of the m- most untapped markets there is, is uh, uh, just the disabled communities. Like, um, like I forget what the stat is I always hear, but like the number of people uh, in the world that will have some sort of, will be an adaptive, will have to adapt to some, some sort of disability, right. whether short-term or long-term at some point in their life. Um, it's just that, or um, the, the number of it's, it's been crazy since I started uh, just randomly posting videos of myself lifting. Um, and I, I blew up one day cause fit eight reposted something of mine. Um, but from then I've had parents who were following me then have children who have dwarfism that were like, Holy shit. I do CrossFit this guy who I follow who had has dwarfism and I thought was just a cool CrossFitter is automatic. Like he's somebody that I could see that my kid can be like when, when he grows up, or I know that I can do this with my, my, uh, my little boy or little girl when, when they're, um, older and it's something they can want to do. And, um, I get videos all the time of them doing a workout in their gyms or, um, or doing something around the house. And, um, like with a mop or something like I, I post randomly of my son sometimes and it just, it makes me happy knowing that they have something that they can look forward to. And it's a sport of, of, of sorts that's growing. Um, and I'm, it's just, I, I know I didn't have like role models, uh, that had dwarfism when I was growing up. The, the role model I had was Wee man. Right. <laughs> That, that was, once again, that part of my brain that was missing. I was doing stupid shit that I probably shouldn't have been doing, um, and uh, but somehow surviving it. Um, well, let's be fair. Jackass was a great show. Oh, it was. It was a great show. It gave me confidence to, yeah. that I could do stuff, but uh, <laughs> I, it was probably stuff that I shouldn't be doing. No, I hear what you're saying, though. Like, you know, I when I started posting uh, stuff for the adaptive division when I started fundraising, I, one of the first posts I did was for um, Kim, or, you know, her screen name's like Kim Possible yeah. or something, and she's in the vision division. And within minutes of doing a post, uh, someone messaged me and said, I had no idea there were sight impaired athletes in CrossFit. I have a, it was a brother or a sister or someone that, you know, I should get into this. And I was like, man, that's really powerful. You know, when you realize others are doing it, that power of representation how it draws others in that you think, well, they would do it if they wanted to, well, maybe yeah. they don't even know it's available to them. Yeah. You know? And so I just think that's really, really cool. And I appreciate how you're leading the way and leading from the front to, to drive people in. Cause it's going to drive in more than 
you know, just people into the short stature division. It's going to drive people into all of the divisions, which is great. Yeah. And, th- and that's what our goal is, is to grow the adaptive divisions, um, help adaptive uh, com- the community grow um, and to reach more people, to give people an outlet to show them that they can do things um, and just to lead healthier lives. Yeah. Well, I wanted I wanted to talk about community a little bit, kind of in our last um, you know ten or fifteen minutes here. I, you know, I, um, and really kind of the impact on it's had on you and your family. You know, I, you know, I know we've talked a few times over the last few weeks. You guys have had a loss recently. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't know how sensitive we want to get into this, but you know, I'm, so I'm going to leave that to you. But um, you know, I just, I guess it's kind of my question is like the, you know, the impact of the CrossFit community and, and then, you know, the, the friends you've picked up and how they've rallied around you. How's that been for your family since your loss? It's, it's been great. Um, the, the, the last two years have been tough with, uh, our, our, our two, two daughters that we've lost over the uh, last two years. Um, and, uh, it's been a blessing to have CrossFit and the CrossFit communities. Um, uh, I know nothing says fa- family like uh, pe- people that are reaching out to you um, during during these times um, when when you when you suffer a loss of a, a child or loved one. Um, I know um, I was I was taken back when uh, I was at the Wheelwide Games in November and. Um, uh, Kevin and Stouty did a, uh, a moment of silence for us and our, our daughter because um, it was uh, her uh, one year birthday. Um, and but uh, um, something that I kept to myself that it was her birthday, but they knew and um, they, they they did it for me. And uh, um, then getting flowers from the Wheelwad ladies um, at, at, at uh, our, our daughter Margo's funeral and uh, cards from my gym and stuff and uh, uh, wind chimes and uh, all sorts of uh, things to help us uh, remember them. And it's just a, it's been a, a real blessing. Um, I, I think, and uh, I, I know I hear you talk on here a lot about me- mental health and um, uh, um, get, seeking it and uh, men have a hard time doing that. Um, and I know myself uh, before, before all, before ever having kids, I was terrible at sharing anything. My wife always used to give me a hard time that I would never open up about anything. Um, uh, and she's like, you've never even cried. And I, she, she made me, uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I really encourage people to, um, to do, to get into the community because the community grows into more than just gym buddies. It grows, grows into family. Um, and, whether that's like just uh, other adaptive athletes, your local gym uh, affiliate uh, members like you uh, or coaches at the gym. Um, it's just, uh, it, yeah, it's CrossFit's a blessing for more than just physical health, but mental health. And um, it's, it's definitely where I go to, um, it's where I do my meditation. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, grief is, um, it's overwhelming this, you know, that's, and that's even an understatement, you know, I mean, I, and I'm not even going to pretend like I can uh, understand what you and your family have gone through, but, you know, I've had plenty of friends that have lost loved ones and, and children even, and I've seen the effects of grief 
on their lives. Um, is CrossFit something you've used to deal with that? Or have you found other channels since then? Like, how are you, how are you working through it? Uh, yeah, it's CrossFit is one of the, the many, uh, medicines I've, uh, I've chosen to, to, to participate in. Um, I, I do art therapy at our, our hospice that, uh, we, we've used, um, they have a, we have a great, uh, therapist there, talk to them and then you do art for, um, however long you want. Um, and it's, our art has always been something that I've been into doing drawing and stuff, but, uh, I was always in classes and never just on my own. And, um, this is kind of something that does that. And, um, but also just, uh, um, I've been playing the piano a little bit on my own, just trying to like do stuff and, um, going to therapy and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fully able to tell people that I go to therapy and it's, it's just, uh, I, I, I try to help people realize that it's okay to go to therapy and it's, no, okay there's, to, there's no shame in the therapy yeah. game. No. Uh, that, and that's something that it took me forever to realize. And I was like, Holy shit, I should be doing this. Why, right. why, why the fuck haven't I been? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, look, I, I've, yeah, I've told the story a number of times on the air that when I went through uh, my divorce at this point, it's been, you know, fif- over 15 years, um, but spent time in therapy dealing with it. And it was invaluable. And I still use some of those lessons even today that I learned then, you know, it's like, it's like going to school, <laughs> kind of, yeah. you know, they just, they teach you your triggers and what works and what doesn't. And, and you carry that with you. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't fill the void of, you know, that, that you're dealing with, with grief, but it helps you deal with it. Yeah. Um, it is tough as a, as a dude to have to do that. And I've, I've joked for years that CrossFit kind of became my new therapy because I could go in there and beat myself up for an hour. But, uh, outside of the beating up part, I, you know, it gives you that hour of kind of escapism that I think is often needed to, um, you know, kind of, uh, you know, forget isn't the right term. It's, uh, it, it gives you an outlet of something. It's like a, like a, your, your place. You're, you're like a, I don't want to say. It. Like yeah. a safe place, you know, it's, yeah, it's, in, yeah. it's a community, it's a family, you know, you know, people, you know, get the routine. There's so much that comes from it. It doesn't, you know, it should not be used in the place of therapy, but cool. I certainly think that, uh, you know, hardcore physical exercise certainly helps to. Yeah. To it, it gets the, the, going, it's the, the, all the, um, endorphins and all that going so it just it helps you yeah tell me about your son how's he doing he's doing great that kid is a animal i don't know how he has any brain cells in his head because of just he's all me um in that sense um because he's just he climbs on everything um he's got a scar on his forehead like me um already because he fell off the 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 toilet um and busted his head open uh pretty good and then uh, within two minutes of that, while he's still bleeding, starts climbing on one of our cabinets. Um, the kid is crazy. Um, he's, uh, excited. He wants to go to the gym with me all the time. He has his own little barbell, um, perfect throws down. So I I always, sometimes we'll jokingly put like the future fittest dwarf on earth um, in pictures with him. Um, just cause he's, He's crazy. Yeah, how, how old is he now? He's four, and he's all four. Um, he's luckily we got out of the threes, which is the worst age ever. 
Um, it's a rough age. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. It, he was, he was one of those like surprising kids that like he starts sleeping at like maybe two months, like all the way through the night, like maybe feed him for 30 minutes in the night, but he like goes to sleep right away. And then he was quiet super sweet kid. And then three came and the, a demon was unleashed and he's just, he's uh, yeah, he's, he's wild. So those days pass very quickly. Yes. I'm I mean, soaking him up and enjoying him. Cause I, I know sooner or later he's not going to want to be around me. <laughs> well, look, you know, he's, he's reaching that age where you, you will be taking him to the gym yeah. five days a week. And, and, uh, Based on the number of people in your division, he might take your crown sooner than later. You might want to be careful how quick you get him in. Yeah, I'll have to retire before he uh, becomes eligible. <laughs> Look, I'm don't retire until somebody takes your crown. That should be the rule. Like that, I've thought that forever. Like I've always respected Matt for leaving after five because you know I thought all right, that's cool. He made a boatload of money. But then there's other side of me. It's like no, no, no. Just keep winning until somebody yeah. gets you. You know, and then walk away. I think that's cool too. Yeah, I, I, maybe I'll, I'll do like my idol growing up, Michael Jordan. I'll, I'll win three, stop, and then start again. <laughs> just, Perfect. Just, just to show people that I can. <laughs> just walk around with uh, all the medals, all the medals. I saw someone in your division. It wasn't in the short stature division, but it was someone in adaptive today. I forget his name off the top of my head. Uh, post he posted his urine test in his story. I'm like, it didn't even occur to me they were testing the adaptive division. So like, that's amazing. I love it. A urine test? Uh, yeah, a pee test, a drug test. They drug tested him. Oh, you put, uh, I. It's great. I'm like, it didn't occur to me they were testing the adaptive yeah, division, I, and I was like, man, that I, I would not always I blown away by, it, but I'm like, that's really cool. Like, yeah. It, for me, that's a step that the adaptive well, yeah, no. being treated like everyone else, which is great. Yeah, we we have to be tested because I know when we signed the like the handbooks and stuff, it said like uh, in person competition and stuff like that. You have to get tested and for winning money, might as well like um, because if there's money on the line, somebody's gonna find a way to cheat. Well, that's one more reason why I'm not competing because I'm a nervous peer and I'm not peeing in front of somebody. That's my rule. Yeah. I used to always be the person um, in our high school and it was kind of a joke that like I was the one who would get called down always because they knew I was going to pass. They're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, he's an athlete. He's always going to pass. Like, just call him down. Like, I'd get called down like three semesters in a row and be like, I thought like you were supposed to have like not be, it was supposed to be random. It's always me. Uh, so ain't nobody tested me, bro. No one's ever going to test this old guy. Well, before we wrap up, I, just a couple more things I wanted to, um, what do you have coming up the next couple of weeks? Is you're gearing up to go make your run at the title. Is there anything you do special in your last two weeks to get ready? Or are you just business as usual? Business as usual. Um, I don't really ramp it up. Um, I, I might take a few days, a few more days than usual off. Um, um, and, just try to make sure that I'm not doing anything in the gym that's stupid. Um, not putting anything super heavy overhead um, or uh, doing too high volume. Like um, I might just depend just because of where Murph is this year, I might have to wait a week to do it um, just cause I don't want to uh, blow up my quads and knees too much. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, 
not the 24 year old I was that I started. I'm 30 and now I have tendonitis in my knees. And so I have to worry about that volume. Dude, my nanos are 30. Um, <laughs> you're not going to get any sympathy from the 50 year old cause you're 30, but I, I understand your point. Don't do Murph until after semis. Yeah. Don't I'm, do it. It's I'm, not worth it. Not I mean, worth if, yeah, the elite athlete shouldn't do Murph until after their semis done. They'd be crazy too. Like I know it's, you know, it's a different thing when you're just a Maduro's, but still like, yeah, that's a, a big workout. Don't, don't waste your time with that. You know, a lot of arm to potentially hurt yourself. Yeah. Well, if everyone wants to uh, check out Mikey on Instagram, I've got to, if you're watching this, I've put a screen name up on the screen. So Mikey swoosh one, um, on Instagram, but if you're listening, that's what it is too. <laughs> and check it out. Cause I think you guys will really be inspired. Uh, I know I am Mikey. Every time I, I watch what you post, I think you post great stuff. Um, you know, and it's always just always really interest, interesting to me to see kind of how your training evolves and what you work on and, you know, the similarities and the, and the differences that we have in training, but to your, you know, kind of where your first points, how the intensity is always there. And it's really, really cool to me. So just, I got my fingers crossed for you, my friend. I'm oh. hoping to write you a check one way or another. That's for sure. Are you are you going to go to Madison? You guys going to go to the games? Um, I'm not. I have a fishing trip in July that I have uh, planned already. So I I cannot be going to Madison this year. Hopefully next year I'm forced to do it because it'll be in person. Uh, hopefully um, by that. Fingers crossed. Let's yeah. hope. So where's the next in person competition? Uh, for us, it'd be wheel wad, um, games in November. All right. And where are those and where are they actually? Lolly, North Carolina. Um, so it'll be, uh, it'll be fun. They, they just got a huge, uh, facility, uh, for competition and, um, hopefully we get a, a, a big show. We can put on a big show for people. Um, just cause, uh, last year it was, it was, decent sized crowd but uh covid still was just kind of causing right. crazy well, it's the south man nobody's paying attention to covid in the south anymore trust me i uh, i got a sister in north carolina maybe i can get down there this year that could be fun that'd be fun yeah all right dude well thanks for joining the show appreciate you coming on telling your story and uh for everyone listening once again go check out mikey stuff mikey swoosh one uh on instagram and follow him on the leaderboard probably right at the top of the leaderboard with the crossfit games and uh appreciate you guys joining us live uh and on the apps and we will chat with you guys soon